Hello, everybody. We're this is here. Christy. I'm Michael. And we are Tara and Tacos. And uh, hey, Michael. Hello. Let's talk about AMC Dining. <laughs> Let's talk about this Let's. experience. We were both excited. Yeah, we had never... This is a uh, theater that is uh, actually not far from my house. Same. Not even 10 in, minutes from my in house. Mesquite, in, Mes in Mesquite, Texas. In Mesquite, Texas. Which we both... We're both a little... We're snobs about we are. Mesquite. We're a little snobby. Yeah. Um, even though... Against Mesquite. Yeah. It goes way back. But, you know, oh, yeah. I'm willing to give it a try. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I didn't know that AMC... Had a had dine-in dine experience. experience, and so you know we went we went to go see a movie. We went to go see The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, which today, we will which we'll get, get into. To. Uh, but I discovered that they weren't playing it at the Alamo. Right. They weren't playing it at North Park. Right. They weren't playing it at any other in the UA. So we had to yeah. travel. To we had Mesquite. to travel to Mesquite. All eight like, minutes from my house. We'll have an adventure. That's fine. And I even went on, I went on, I checked out, uh, you know, the offerings last night and I texted you. I was like, oh no, they have tacos and, and chicken fingers. So it's going to be a hard decision. So it's going to be a hard decision like it always is. It wasn't a hard decision, no, was it? No, um, we got neither tacos nor chicken fingers. Why didn't we, Christy? Because the tacos, three tacos, uh -huh. was $18. $18 just for the tacos. tacos. This is not a combo. No. This and the chicken fingers were the same price. Come with fries. Nope. No, nothing. Eighteen. dollars Have you, you ever? Know, we always feel like we're getting a deal when we go to the movies in the morning yeah. because you get matinee prices. Right. But no, no, I've never, I've never seen tacos be anywhere, eight, anywhere be eighteen dollars. And I just want to let you know, friends out in the world that are not in Texas, if if you, if you are paying eighteen dollars for three tacos, you're getting fucked. You're getting fucked. There better be like cocaine in those oh, tacos. Yes, those tacos better be made out of babies. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, even if you go to like Calle Doce, which is is on the higher end right. of, uh, but they have even if you get like tacos al carbon, yeah, with rice and all the stuff. Even at like Cayadosi, it's like twelve or thirteen. Like right. you would never pay. But that comes. $18. I mean, that comes with the rice and the beans, beans. and the little salad. Yeah, and it's and, the al carbon. It's not just the like. Right. It's not just like it's specially prepared. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. I was in shock. And so we both were like, well, fuck, we're not getting any of this. So I yeah. got a fancy pretzel. <laughs> right. And, and I got tater tots with cheese on and top. And they were, how were they? It was like $9 Dude, for yeah. fucking tater my, tots. My... I should have just brought mine from Sonic. I know. Like, what yeah. the fuck? My... And then it took so long. So long. You're making tater tots. Yeah, man. And mine was a pretzel. Like, you literally just had to cut right. up a pretzel because they have a dip. It's a dipping pretzel. Right. And we got there early, kind of thinking it would be like Alamo. We right. would put in our order. So and it's not like Alamo. No. Only, only certain, certain theaters, theaters are, are dining. dining. Others, Other theater, you just got to... You go to the bar you gotta and go you to get the bar it to go. And you get, yeah. yeah, you got to get to... Or you just eat regular food from the, from the concession stand. Yeah, which I feel like we learned our lesson. I do. And I, I, I have another bone to pick. Um, so I ordered it. We ordered at the bar, like we were told. And I asked for a Coke Zero. And the guy was like, we don't have Coke Zero at the bar, but just go to the Coke Robots, uh -huh. you know, and... Uh, you can get it there. You can get it there. They have six Coke Robots. They have six soft drink robots. And... None of them had... I mean, they had Coke Zero. And none of them were But full. it was not available. Like, not available. And I was like, what the fuck, yeah. right? So I went to the last one. I was like, okay, low-calorie soft drinks. And they had... They had Fanta Zero, nice. which I've never heard of, I but I was either. like, hmm, I will try the zero-calorie version of the soft drink of my people. Right. And it was all right, Orange Fanta uh, with no calories. It was okay. But, but then after the movie, we went back because you wanted, I wanted a, refill a refill of Coke. Of Coke. Of Coke. The most popular the soft most popular drink in all the world. Drink, the one that everybody's going to get. Yeah, didn't have it in the Coke robots. None of the Coke robots yeah. had it. So basically, we still don't like mesquite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still don't like it. The other thing is, it's like we, now this is not on them, but whatever, universe, we hate you. Um, we thought we were going to be the only people. In oh the my God, we were. We were so close. 
We were so close. We were close. Into, into the previews. Into the previews. And we were the only people in the theater. And we were like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It makes up for the $18 tacos that we couldn't that buy. That we couldn't get. And or then refused to get. all of a sudden. All of a sudden, we had all these people come All these in. people roll in. And it was like, fuck. So we didn't even get that. We didn't even get that. Hey, so, yeah, <laughs> just stick to Alamo. If you want to eat in the theater, stick to Alamo. Yeah, stick to yeah. Alamo. Um, do you want to hear a story? I do want to okay, hear a story. Let me tell you a story. When I was a little girl, um, there's a neighborhood in my town called El Tonto Loco, which is too, it's too difficult to translate, but it has to do with, like, the 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 crazy dummy like the dummy crazy like crazy weirdo right okay and this particular neighborhood is the the furthest south or at the time was the furthest south uh furthest southern neighborhood in my city and my city is like right on the border right so it was the neighborhood that was right by the river right by uh, the rio grande by the rio grande mm -hmm. you stand on our side you can see mexico on the other side right and the story goes that there was a, a woman who lived in that neighborhood, and she was poor. She was married to this man, and she loved her husband, and they had two children. They had two sons, and she she loved her family and took care of her family and, and was devoted to them. And one day she found out that her husband was not only having an affair with another woman, but that he was going to leave her for this, for other, this woman. other woman who was younger and had no children. And... In a fit of despair, she took her both her young sons mm -hmm. down to the river and drowned them. Okay. In order to save them from the shame of growing up without a dad, of right. growing up with a, a with a single mom, of not being able to take care of them, and she she drowned them, and then she went home and fell asleep, and when she woke up in the morning she realized what she had done. And so she went down to the river and drowned herself. Okay. And that her soul, because she committed suicide and right. because she had killed her children, which is like the worst, right? right? She's committed the two worst the sins. The two worst sins. <laughs> right. That she was destined for all of eternity to walk the earth looking for her children. Okay. Weeping. Weeping. And that's where we get the legend of La Llorona. And children who grow up Mexican-American or who are Mexican-American and grow up in Mexican-American communities are told that if they don't behave, mm -hmm. that if they transgress, <laughs> that if they do anything wrong and don't listen to their parents, that the Llorona... Will, will get come, them. Will come and take them. That's fantastic. And that it is, it is, her powers or her presence is felt mostly or when you're close to bodies of water. Okay, and you can hear. And her you can hear her weeping. Weeping, right? You hear her weeping. That is, that's the how you know she's around, and. Um, it, it varies right. from town to town, from place to place, from city to city, where you come from. And it's actually it's actually a pre-Columbian story. Okay. It, it, it's, it's Aztec. Right. Um, and it has changed and evolved right. over the centuries. And so we have something that is almost like myth or folktale or legend that yeah. has become sort of urban legend, right? Right, right. So it's, if you're in Laredo, it happened in it this happened neighborhood. It happened in El Tonto Loco. If, if you're, you're in, in East L.A., it, it happened, happened in Echo Park. Right. Or, you know, w sure. wherever. If you're in Mexico City, it happened down by... Uh, where the all the Xochimilco is, right? Right. It happens wherever you are. It happens. So it has that urban legend quality to it, right? But it's, it is this ancient. It's story. this ancient story. It's as epic as Medea. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Who, that who actually does the same I thing? I hated you more than I loved them, or yes, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and the, I think the only difference between Medea and the Weeping Woman is that Medea is I hated you more than I loved them. <laughs> right. And for the Weeping Woman, the way it, the way the story is told anyway, La Llorona is that it, in 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 a fit of despair. That's that's to, when she to kills, avoid shame she to kills to her save them from a life of shame, she kills her children. Okay. Um, so. So the curse of La Llorona. Sort of, kind of, in some way, starts us off there. Yeah. In a prologue that takes place in... seventeen sixteen hundreds. 1600s, I think. 1600s, right. Um, but we don't really learn 
anything about them. We just see little flashes of, of, her, this, of this little story. Yeah, of a woman drowning her, her children. children, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like, all we get. She's wearing a wedding dress. Which is strange. Which is strange because she's wearing a wedding dress and her, her sons are already like 10 and 8 yeah. or something like that. So why is she wearing a wedding dress? No, it dress? made very little sense. It was, I don't understand. And then why, are she, why is she gone when the kid, yeah. Right. We get a vague prologue, we no get a va- We get a vague prologue. And then we flash forward to 1976. Yeah, the swinging like, 70s. The swinging 70s in East L.A. Yeah. And we are introduced to Linda Cardellini's character. Yes. Anna. Anna. Who uh, we had assumed, because you were kind of pissed I last pissed, week. I was pissed, yeah. Was like, oh man, they cast a, why you got to cast an Italian girl as a Mexican? Right. But. I feel like she's not playing a Mexican woman. I agree. Woman. I feel like she's playing an Italian woman that who married, married a, a Mexican, Mexican man. man. Yeah. And her husband, who is who has passed away... He was a cop. He was a cop. She's a social worker. She mm-hmm. works for Child Protective Services. She's and got she, two kids of her own. She's got two kids. And at the beginning of this flash... I mean, flash forward to this time, we understand that she's having trouble because her husband passed away. Uh, and so, you know, she's taking care of the kids by herself. She's late to work. Yeah. She has it's to, tough. It's tough being a single parent, especially in the 70s when there weren't a lot of resources right. for that. Around. And, and there and, still aren't. But and anyway. when they're all clearly still dealing with right. the with, loss. With of, the loss of, of the father and the husband and all that stuff. Yeah. And we learned that there's a, a woman in the neighborhood, Patricia Alvarez, played by, oh, my God, she was a model in the 90s and was, I mean, she, of course, she's got makeup on in this movie and looks horrible, but she's actually, like, a beautiful model. Right. Uh, cool. Um, I'll show you pictures of her later. Um, but anyway, Patricia Alvarez, who, she, she, it's one of her cases, one of Linda Cardellini's cases, and she goes, something's happening with the kids. She they goes, haven't been shown up to school. They haven't been shown up to school. Yeah. She goes to visit her, does a home visit. Mm-hmm. She finds out that the kids are locked in a closet. Yeah. And the, the, the door of the closet has all these eyes painted yeah. on it. The evil eye. The evil right. eye. And uh, um, she says, uh, you know, keep it locked. Keep it locked. And I was like. Linda Cardellini, keep that shit locked. Keep that shit locked. Come on, right? man. Right? So, but she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. She t- she forces the key from around the mom's neck uh-huh. and opens the closet, and there's two little kids down there, and she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Uh, and they're like, she did this to us right. or whatever. And then the little boy goes... Close the door. Close the door. Please lock us back in. Yeah. And she's like, no. And Mike, I think you turned to me and you were like, well, that's it. Yeah. He told you. <laughs> yeah. He, he told, told you. you. He told you. So. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. So it's like, you know, it's it's not difficult to, to, to call that there's a, a reverse happening there, right? That the kids are not talking about their, their mom. Their mother. They're, they're talking, talking about, about La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah. Uh, so Linda Cardellini doesn't listen. The boys right. are taken away from Patricia from to Alvarez, a Catholic right, charity. To a Catholic charity, where they die. Yeah, because La Llorona comes for them. La Llorona comes and gets them, and then what happens? Okay, so this is this is weird. So the kids die, right? Right. Her boss, who's also her friend, calls and is like, "Dude, Linda Cardellini." Those kids. <laughs> those, those kids are dead. Those kids are dead. They somehow ended up... It, dead in the river. In the river. And so she comes to the, the river. river, and because she's a single mom, and it is the 1970s, and there aren't a lot of resources, she brings the kids. Right. Which is a bold move. It's a bold move, but I get it. <laughs> sure. She doesn't want to leave her kids alone at night, so yeah. she's like, all right, I don't want to lose my job. And she says to the son, stay in the fucking car. The sisters the sisters Don't wake, your sister, don't wake your sister So she goes down to like the... Is there a river that runs through L.A.? Or is it just like one of those or a ducks? ducks. Like a, a flood, I don't really know. A, one yeah. of those floody things, right? Um, anyway, that's where they drowned. Yeah. Um, and so she goes down there. And of course, the son being a, a curious, a curious young yeah, boy. boy gets out of the car. Uh-huh. Um, and then he hears weeping. Then that's the only time we ever hear Her, La Llorona weep. Like, okay, so I need to say that La Llorona, mm-hmm. okay, Llorona comes from the word llorar, which means to weep. Right. Okay. So La Llorona is literally the weeping woman. Right. Right. 
What does that tell you about that her? That she should be weeping, like, all the time. Right. Yet, we only hear her weep once. Really, this time, this right? This time, yeah. So, she's weeping out in the corner, and... He sees her, he the sees little boy her, sees her. Goes over there, she clocks him, and... And then she grabs him, and then we now establish a rule that makes no sense to me, but whatever. It makes no sense to me, either. That La Llorona, when she grabs you... She burns you? It burns you. you. And I don't understand, yeah. because she died in water. <laughs> So like she 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 drowned herself. It's a really So how how does she burn you? I don't know, man. It seems like the opposite of what she should yeah, be able to do. I know. It seems like she should be able to drown you. Yeah. Or I don't know, the second she grabs you, you're Oh, that would have been a thing. Like, like if she grabs you and you're, you're submerged, submerged in, in water, water or, or something yeah. or, or like But for 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 the purposes of this film, when she grabs you she burns you, and she leaves a very specific... Distinct mark. ...mark, right? Yeah. Um, we had seen that mark on the two little boys who were locked in the closet. Right. And now we see it on... on uh, Linda Cardellini's Linda Cardellini's son. Whose name is Chris? Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Great. Sure. Have some little scare moments or whatever. Sure. Then we go to their house. Uh-huh. It's like the next day or something. And the little girl. The daughter. The daughter's in the backyard. Looks like a rainy day. Yeah. And she has her little umbrella. Yeah. It's one of those little 1970s clear umbrellas. Yeah. And she's in the backyard. They have a they pool. They have a pool. Um, which, I don't know, man. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, am dude. I going to say it? You're going to so say weird. it. Because I'm going to come like, off like an asshole like, if I say it. No, no. It's like... <laughs> She's a social worker, uh-huh. and her husband was a cop. Right. Like, I don't know that no. they would have had that much money. In the 70s. No. They had this, like, giant, beautiful Victorian home. With a pool. With a giant pool in the backyard. Yeah. And unless they inherited that house from, like, some rich relative, yeah. I don't think there's any way that a couple no. that was a cop and a social worker could afford I agree. that anyway. Whatever. Yeah, I had the same thought. And also, it was like, it was the 70s, like, it was the pre-pool boom. Right. Of the 80s. So it was like right. having a pool was like was a, a fucking thing. That was thing. a deal. That was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I did not buy that at all. I didn't buy it at all either. It was like, you're a cop and a social worker. Yeah, you wouldn't have a giant pool. Anyway, but they do. But they do. <laughs> and so the little girl's outside alone playing in the backyard, which is fine. We did that in the 70s Absolutely. and in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. And um, she opens her umbrella and suddenly... La Llorona appears. La Llorona appears. She can see La Llorona through her little plastic clear umbrella. Uh-huh. And then she closes it and La Llorona's gone. Right. So it's like, hmm, all right. And we've, we have, this. so this is again, like, now we have early on, what are the fucking rules? Because the little boys, when they're in the charity, right, when they're yeah. at the charity, see La Llorona in a in, mirror. In a mirror. In a mirror. Then... We have the little girl singing in the plastic. So you're like, oh, it's through this sort of mirrors or... Like, or, is, is it through, like, a weird filter that right. you can only but see But the little her? boy just straight up sees her. The little boy straight up sees her. And she grabs him. Right. So... I don't know what the rules what's are. What's the fucking rule? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so she... So so then... She I, marks the little girl. She marks the little girl, right? And yeah. Linda Cardellini gets home from work, and she's like, what's wrong, sweetie? And she's like... They don't tell the mom. Right. Um, but they're both sad. They're oh, also, very we, like, also, we established that the little girl likes to take baths. I yeah, guess. sure. So the little girl's taking a bath, and the mom goes in and, help, and whatever. Anyway, they have a... Also, they have an amazing bath. Yeah, man. Clawfoot. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it was, ridiculous. It this insane. house is ridiculous. This house is ridiculous. Also, it's very dark. It is that as well. Um, yeah. So then she goes to the funeral for the two little yeah, boys. Yeah, so we have some like weird shit going on. It's be- so strange because, because like, the woman blames her, right? Yeah, the woman blames her for she the death says, of the I children. told you, I told you not to open the door. You open the door, right, hey man? She's got a point. She's got a point. Um, um, but she goes to the to the funeral, sort of to pay to her funeral. respects, right? And this is something that never would happen. Okay, so she goes to the funeral, and they're at the funeral. By the church? By the church. It's so strange. Or maybe it's like a a, a, a wake? Or I, I don't know. What I don't it, know. I don't know because it looked like the funeral. Yeah. But it was like right in front of the church, uh-huh. which like I don't think there's a cemetery attached to a church. And I mean, anyway. Anyway. Um, and in the front of the 
church, like in the ceremony, there is a curandero, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a folk healer, um, kind of like uh, smudging. Right. Um, and I have never, ever, ever seen that happen. In front of a church. In front of a church. Like, I, I've never seen a, any kind of Catholic priest even condone that happening, happening in front of, of the, the church. church. Right. And okay, like the priest shows up and he's like, he's called a curandero, yeah. faith healer. And he gives us all the sort of information yeah, we need. about who the, who the faith healer is. And that's the point where you turned to me and you went like, is that the priest from Annabelle? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. And I, and, yes. And was it? It was indeed. Why Be- was he in the movie, Michael? Because apparently no movie can fucking stand alone anymore. And this is produced by James Wan. And we knew it was produced by James Wan who created The Conjuring. This is why we were excited. Um, And so now this is in some ways part of the Conjuring extended universe. Somehow La Llorona has become part of the Conjuring universe. And I, it was funny because when we started, when the movie started after the prologue and it was in the 70s, I kept thinking to myself, like, why is this set in the 70s? Right. Is it just going to be a cell phone thing? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then I was like, as it went on, I was like, oh man, this is connecting us to the conjuring universe and then when that priest showed up right i was like that's the priest from annabelle right and then later on he references Annabelle. and we even get a flash of annabelle yeah and i was like so Uh, here we are here we are again (laughs) um clearly you know i don't know james wan hit upon something with the conjuring i mean of course that's when the warrens were at like the height of their powers right but mm -hmm. like clearly james wan likes scary movies from the 70s. Sure. And he's really good at yes, it. Yes, he is really good Those at it. Those around him are not so no. good at and, it. No, and you get the sense, and again, I don't know Juan's involvement, but I mean, I do know that he fucking directed Aquaman, so he's obviously dealing with a lot of other things <laughs> right. in his career. So it seems to me now that he gets, obviously they have to give him producer credit sure. because he created this world. Right. And so he, I'm sure, gets a check. Yeah. But like we said with The Nun... Right. It doesn't seem like he's involved in any real way. It doesn't. To and me, I, God, I wish he were. I wish he were. To me, it felt like, I was like, who directed this fucking right. thing? And it it's, it's a young, I don't know if he's young, but it's someone named Michael Chavez. And I was, I'm disappointed in you, Michael Chavez, and I wish I knew your mother so I could go tell on you. Um, <laughs> because... The, you know, at first I was kind of excited about like, ooh, a folktale from my childhood. I'm sure. watching it on film and yeah. all this stuff. And then the further we got into it, the more I was like, it seems like you don't know anything about this. You don't, One, you don't know anything about the, the legend. The legend. Second, you don't know anything about the culture of the of the Mexican folk healer. Right. Who is Who was portrayed as like a weird kind of like badass witch doctor yeah and I'm like that's I think we were leaving and I said to you there's no curandero who behaves that, that way. way first of all curanderismo although there is there are men who do it uh-huh. it's mostly a, a a female thing right right and it's mostly it's just like someone's grandma or sure. someone's aunt you know just happens to have it happens this. to have this this ability to Heal. Heal. Right. And probably understands plants and shit. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, and this was really kind of like, we're going to take all these talismans and we're going to like... Right. It was just so made up. When, like when the, the story by itself and folk healing by itself... Is interesting is enough. Is already interesting enough. Yeah. And I even thought like, you know, they gave him a backstory. You know, he was a former priest... And he, you know, he left the, the you know, he, he left the collar behind or whatever. And I was like, cool, but we don't get that backstory no. until so far into the movie that by the time you really meet the guy, you're kind of like, whatever. We don't care. Um, and then they give him, like, like... Really bad one-liners. Really bad one-liners yeah. that by the time we get... By the time we get to the, to the places in the movie that have that sense of humor... Right. It's not funny because it's like... I'm not stupid, right. you know. Um, also, another thing for young filmmakers that are want to make horror movies or whatever, 
if every scene is scary, then nothing is scary. Then nothing is scary. Yeah. And then, what, so, what no do you mean by that? Because well, you know, I feel like this movie in particular, every single scene was so like. Furtive and filled uh-huh. with ominous music, yes, and and lit very like darkly and had some kind of blue filter on it, like and people ev- walking slowly. Yeah, every every scene was about someone walking slowly through the house because they've heard a door, door open, open in another room. And we knew, and 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 I don't know the last time I've seen this many jumps quote unquote jump scares because and I do quote unquote I know that's lame but like because they cease to be scary in yeah, any way they cease to be a jump scare when there's you can 47 of yeah, them the, the point of a jump scare <laughs> is that you can't predict it right but um, if you can predict it it's no longer a jump scare yeah and so this movie does sort of tread in Every, every scene is right. is scary it seems but then like, nothing becomes yeah, scary it seems like this guy he knows what the elements of a scary sure, movie are. He, sure, sure. He knows that there should be scary music. He knows there he, should be it, it, some jump scares. He, he knows overdoes that there it. should be some jump scares. He knows that there's supposed to be atmospheric lighting. Uh-huh. You know, he knows that there's supposed to be a legend attached to the particular sure. thing that's happening. But none of those things in this movie come to, together. No, they don't gel and he right. falls into I don't even know if this is on him or who this is on but I I said to you like when we were leaving one of the design of La Llorona herself is is a to me was a real disappointment yeah because yeah when you have a central when you have a central figure like that you need to figure out like what she is and if she is going to be the res- if she is the cause of so many scares, how does that happen? Why? And how does it unfold? How does it unfold? And she ended up looking sort of kind of like the nun. Yeah, man. Just and the it's like, like bad CGI when, and when gray you, makeup. When you have something like that, that shit needs to escalate. Yes. Right? You can't, you can't show her in her full form in the first yeah. scene of the movie. And then there's because nowhere to go. Where, where do you have to go after that? And then she just that? keeps doing that. And, and, I she, even, and she keeps doing the same thing. And I was... So basically, I know we've sort of strayed, but the movie becomes... It doesn't matter. The, 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 the two kids... Linda Cardellini's kids both get marked. Linda Cardellini gets marked. Even though she's already seen the woman in her house... Right. ...and swung a bat at her. So I don't know the rules. I, like, I don't understand. Yeah. She goes to the priest in like traditional horror movie style. The priest is like... The church the, can't the church do this. Can't do it. It'll take, It'll take weeks. weeks. I love it. It's always an yeah, excuse. Yeah, it's, it's always some excuse. Like, like, why does the church take that fucking long? I don't know, man. If there's like some demon, <laughs> yeah. you would think they would expedite that shit. Yeah, come shit. on. Make but a they, call they, to fucking Rome. Right. No. It takes weeks to get right. through all the red tape. The archdiocese is it's just like, bureaucratic just nightmare. Slow. Yeah, they're dealing with other shit. Mm-hmm. And so he says... Not shit they should be dealing right. with. Right. Um, you, you need to be a... You should... You should his... His methods are unorthodox. unorthodox. And then you're like, what is orth... Then we get to it, and I'm like, right. what, what was unorthodox? No, how is this any less know. orthodox than a fucking exorcist? Right. I don't understand. Because <laughs> so, anyway, he uses an egg. Right. Um, uh, so they bring him in. He becomes this sort of, you know, de facto exorcist. He has the classic line that is in every movie now. It's not attached to your, it's not attached to your house. It's, it's attached, attached to, to you. you. I'm like, we get it. You don't even have to say that yeah. anymore. We know they can't know escape to a hotel. We can't escape. Um, um, so he comes over. They light all these candles. It turns out that he is using them as bait to draw her to draw out. her out so that then he can get her out of the house. Yeah. Now there was a moment there in the movie where I thought. Oh, this would have been a really cool twist. It would have been a really cool twist if we had discovered that this folk healer was actually bad. I agree. In that, like, he says he's going to help them. Yeah. And then he uses them to draw her out. Yeah. And to for his own power. I even thought it was even either bad or either bad or sort of like monomaniacal in the Dr. Loomis sense. Yes. Whereas in like... There are points in the Halloween series where Dr. Loomis is like, I don't think he cares if the fucking kids die. No. He only cares if he gets Michael Myers. Right. Um, I would have been way into that. And that kind of brings me to a point I, I was we were talking about in the car. I thought this guy, 
this character, if that's the way they were going to go, um, I agree. I thought it should have would have been more interesting if it was a woman, an older woman. Right. Um, but if they were going to go with this guy, I also thought it would have been more interesting to have met him earlier. earlier yeah. Which to me is like... The, Just like you meet Father Marin. Like that is the... Damien. Right? Yeah. That's the genius of the exorcist, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things that are brilliant. But, but yeah, but like the genius thing is that you're you're following three, three people, people, actually. And three you're stories. fully invested in, in each one. Marin and Damien and then obviously the, uh, the Ellen Burstyn, El- Ellen Burstyn yeah. and and her daughter and Reagan yeah and Reagan um, Linda Blair uh, and and even in the Conjuring you follow the Warrens mm-hmm. and you follow the parents the parents and, uh-huh. um, and so when those come together you're like absolutely invested in in all of in both right. stories so I was like that would have been interesting if he had gone the other way if he was this sort of whatever the cost, I get these things. Right. Almost like Van Helsing, right. right? Like he had been around and had seen He'd this seen happening. He'd seen the shit. And he was older than anybody knew he was. Was, yeah. And, I, and To yeah. me, that's like a, that's a cool, yeah, if he's like almost like a Van Helsing type. Yeah. Uh, I, also, I also feel like this, this director, so I, what I said a little while ago was that he knows all the elements that are necessary to make like he knows the ingredients for a horror movie uh-huh. and the thing that he doesn't know a lot about is motherhood <laughs> you know right. it just it just didn't seem like uh, I don't know there there I mean motherhood I mean we talked about this last week I think it's like yeah motherhood in and of itself is scary the, yeah. the thing that motherhood does to you is terrifying. Yes. And I feel like other films have done that so much better. Yeah. And one that I cite is The Orphanage. Uh-huh. You know, The Orphanage, you know, it's, it's a Spanish film. And it's, uh, she she does anything to save her kid, realizes she can't save her kid, so she joins her kid. Right. You know? And it's so much... I don't know. It, and especially when you have sort of the, the titular character... That is a mother... That, that is, is a mother who killed her who, own children. Yeah, and like that is supposed to be the most terrifying thing. And I mean, I don't want to say especially in our culture, but I'm going to say like in our culture particularly because motherhood is such an important part. Yeah. Of, um, it is, is viewed as a very important part of our culture. Right. You know, to be a mother is really, really, really important. Yeah, I mean, and you have even in, even in, which we have talked about a lot, even in, like, Mexican Catholicism, Italian Catholicism, I I assume the Spanish, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, the level of, the, the level of importance that is put on the Virgin Mary is far beyond that of... Of Jesus. Of, of yeah, and so that's why, like, when, when Italians and Mexicans came over and the Irish were like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, you're yeah. pagan. It was basically goddess worship. Yeah, and yeah. so it is, it's, it's, and again, you have La Llorona who killed, like, her curse is because she failed as a as mother. As a mother. In the worst way, In right? In the worst way. Not failed in, like, she wasn't great, like, the ultimate sin, right, right? right? Killed her own children. Right. Um, and, and like, the one thing... And I didn't like, get a like, sense of maternity no, like anywhere. I, you know, she... And, and like we said, she keeps... The scares are all kind of jump scares, and we see her face, and she's like, ah! You know, like, every time she comes out of the shadows, it's like, ah! Right. And, like, the one thing that I didn't hear her do... Is weak. Yeah, it happened really kind of just the one time. Yeah, and then never again. And every, there, every yeah. other time, like I think it would have just been way more interesting if if she had had a sense of longing. You yeah. Know? If she had somehow seduced the children to come to her because she loved them and wanted which, them and which, wanted to protect them so much. If she had turned the children against their own oh, mother, mother because she was neglecting them. Yeah, like that would have been an interesting That's an interesting thing. story. And like the the interesting thing about the you know, I I vaguely know the folk tale just because, you know, growing up here and have read some plays with La Llorona, whatever, but I didn't obviously didn't grow up with it. But that to me is like such a much more interesting folktale. Right. Is that the desire to, to, to snatch these children or lure them or whatever it is, is 
out of longing, not out of rar. Right, and then like the, there's nothing scary yeah, about rar. There's nothing scary about rar. <laughs> and then the curandero says she's evil. She's like the worst evil. And I'm like, why is she? But evil? why? Like, why is she evil? Right. Is she evil because she killed her children? And I don't know if that's enough. I think she was in despair. Right. I think she was in a state of of mental instability and, and is she, cursed for and it is right cursed for it she did the worst thing that she could do but she didn't do it because she hated her children right it's not like she had children and went like i hate children i right. have to kill them <laughs> she did it because right. she loved her children right you know and that's the thing that i think the filmmaker misses Miss. in that he, you know what we hear is that oh she did it to to revenge herself against a man right that's not it that's not the story that's not the story the story is that she does it to save her children right she thinks she's saving them but in saving them she commits the most heinous that's act that she, that she can and so she is cursed for the rest of eternity to 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 pay for that, to try and make it right. Right. And she can't. She can't. She can't. Which is very, that's an interesting story. Then that is an interesting dilemma. I don't, there, there's nothing, she's not evil. That's, she's damned. And I, that's great. She's not evil, she's damned in the folktale. Yeah. And in this movie, again, she to me functions no differently than the nun. Right. No differently than the nun. She kind of looks like the nun. The rules are as vague as the fucking nun. Right. Um, it, what's what makes her La Llorona? That that's my that's the question right. I had walking away. Right. Like again, not knowing the folktale, not having been raised with it like you have, um, but having some. You know, again, you can't grow up in Texas and not have some sense of of or, right. Or you're purposefully or you're purposefully will, ignoring you're it. willfully ignoring the people around you. Um, <laughs> but that I walked away saying, what makes this, what makes her La Llorona? Why is this any different than, than any other random haunting or polter, you know? Right. Um, and that's disappointing to me. It is. Because this could have been something different. I really, really, and I, I mean, I, I come back to it. I know I just said it, but I really, really resent. I really, really resent that they try and make her evil. Evil, yeah. You know, not, not once, not once growing up. Did I ever hear an adult or anybody say she's evil? Right. I I heard people say she's cursed. She's, and she'll come she's for you. And she'll come for you and she'll take you. Right. But I never heard anybody say she'll take you because she hates she, you. Right. She'll take you because she's looking for for her, for children, her children. Because and, she's confused. Right. Right. And and also it becomes a really great threat. To keep, right, to kids, keep your though, kids in, in line, line, right? But I, and I even, you know, I just jotted down. I get that it's it's you start from a somewhat difficult place because you have to create rules for a folk tale or a story that doesn't ne that doesn't necessarily have a single form. Sure, right, right. So you have to create some Absolutely. form around it, and yeah. you have to come up with like, well, how do we get rid of this care this La Llorona or whatever? Right. You have to. But that, to me, is another place where this movie fails horrifically. Right. In that it, you have to come up with rules for, for your movie for right. this, for around this folktale. And then I, the, I, I could not tell you what the so rules talk are. So talk a little bit about, you know, once, once the, the, the... One of the most glaring... Yeah. This is, like, honestly one of the most glaring plot holes I've seen it was awful. in a horror movie in a in a long time. I think we're talking time. about the same thing, yeah. So there's one point when they he he sort of he gets the he gets La Llorona out of the house, right? And he, he sprinkles like uh, these seeds of seeds, this made up tree. This made up tree <laughs> Whatever. The fire tree. The fire tree. Um the seeds of the fire tree that that keep her out, which is sort of like a variation on if you put salt or whatever. Right, yeah, fine. Red dust. The little girl yeah. wants to get her stuffed animal because it reminds her of her dad or whatever. She breaks the seal, essentially, uh -huh. the protection. La Llorona shows up, grabs her, they fight him off. She then they get the La Llorona out, and the little girl keeps trying to open the door, right? Go through right. the door. And he says, La Llorona had her in her grasp. 
Now, every time she calls, the little girl will, will we'll try go to go to her. So they're like, so we have to keep them together. We have to keep them safe. They lock them in the closet, right? right? They, are, they get out of the closet for reasons. And La Llorona shows up. And now the girl is running with her brother, doing everything to get away. Right. And I was like... We lit- and this is like three, three minutes yeah, later. Like, yeah, like not even. And I was like, we were literally just, just told, told that every time La Llorona calls to the little girl, the now the little, the girl, little girl will come. And and we don't see what would have been cool was to see because they set up that the little that the brother is protective of his little sister. Yes. What would have been cool was to see the little boy have to battle, battle La, yeah, La, Yoro, to La Llorona protect his to little protect sister. his little sister because she wants to go to her. We that, don't see that. That didn't happen. All of a also, sudden, they have like the most giant attic in the oh world. Oh my God. Well, when you're living in a Victorian mansion with a right. pool in the 70s. Exactly. Um, yeah, and so that <laughs> rule just like goes goes nowhere. right the fuck out the window. It goes nowhere. And it's like, but you just said it. Right. It's not even long ago enough that I might have forgotten No, it. no, like you, <laughs> you just, just said, said it. it. It was crazy. And it was, again, reminded me, as much as I hate to even remember the nun, when <laughs> when it they're battling, the yes, yeah, sent you to the hospital, when they're battling the nun and the rules just become whatever the Arbitrary, fuck we, whatever, need, yeah, for whatever we need for that moment. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, you also said that people your people heal you with eggs also yes yeah. you know that's a, that's a thing in folk medicine sure. I think that's a thing that we share uh-huh. and they use that in this movie but it was so like I don't know I just feel like it would have been way more interesting if they had used authentic things if they had remained truthful to the rules of what those what the rules are in life yeah for these folk medicine procedures right. And, right. and and you know instead if you have of to, turned it into a magic trick yeah and that's again the actual thing is far more interesting mm-hmm. and not to like beat not to feed not to feed a not to feed a full horse not to feed a full horse Ah, that's another thing. Hate the world. Um, uh, yeah, not to, not to beat a full horse, not to beat a dead horse. We'll talk about that in a um, The Exorcist again, which is the best of these yeah, movies. It's true. St- you you never like it sticks to at least some version of like Catholic exorcism. Right, and you know what other movie also sticks to the rules of the actual, like the actual thing is, we talk about it all the time, Skeleton Key. Yes. That's why it works. Yeah. Because they don't do anything too supernatural to right. it that makes it out of the realm of, of, of believability. Of believability. The, 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 the thing that is happening to Kate Hudson you could actually see happening in the world. In the world, yeah. And, and that's what makes it scary. And again, like, not to... to you have... It's not hard right. to do this research. No. Um, not only are there, is it easy to look up, there are a million also books that right. have this in it. Like, Michael Chavez, you should have asked your grandma. Yeah, man. Or you should have, like, fucking just read some just shit. Just Google like, some yeah. shit, yeah. man. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, red it's, bless me ultimate. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my <laughs> like, God. It's not even that exactly. hard. Exactly. <laughs> Carlos Castaneda, something. <laughs> like it was just I don't know. I I I mean, I'm I'm sure you heard me towards the end of the movie. I was sitting there going like <sighs> I did, I did, and I didn't and I knew and I could tell not even that I was like I uh, could sort of sense points when you were extremely disappointed. And I was too for not not necessarily the same reasons, not having grown up with this, but like I did think. But that simple storytelling. Simple storytelling, and then they missed such an easy thing that that you have if you have Linda Cardellini, who was married to a Mexican American. Mm-hmm. Um, so ostensibly now her children are growing up without their father. Right. Linda Cardellini does not have the same cultural past as her husband would. And so that's been severed. Right. And I actually think that's an interesting story. Right. Like, what happens when cultural, like, past is severed? When you you lose touch with your cultural identity. Yeah. And, like, in this case, it's, it's... you know, she just isn't. She has a different past, right? Like for my my actual family, both grandparents, both sides of my family, my mom's parents and my dad's parents, and I've probably brought this up many times, consciously did that 
to my parents, like consciously didn't teach them Italian, consciously like didn't delve deep into a lot of culture because they so badly wanted their children to be American. American. Yeah. And so I thought that would have been an really interesting, interesting thing. thing to look and at. Exactly. And not only that, but we didn't even get inklings of that at the beginning of the movie. Like right. we didn't even we didn't and I don't need like, you know, I don't need it to be absolutely explained, but it would have been nice to get some kind of like Huh, so is she plan- Is she a Mexican right. or is she not a Mexican? It would have been nice to understand what the relationship between her and the husband had been or how they met or, yeah. you know, Something. her kind of like entry point into <clears throat> this culture. And that, especially... I mean, I have in-laws in my family that are not Mexican, Mexican-American, and they... they are fascinated of course. by it. And you're talking about... 40 fucking years ago. Right. And that is, of course, I'm not saying, like, Mexicans didn't merit. Like, I'm not no, saying that. It, but, it's, but it wasn't as, no, it's, you know. No, it was a thing. And, and. It was a thing. Yes, absolutely. And, and so I was like, it's in the 70s. This would be, like, when she goes to the priest and says, Father, have you ever heard of La Llorona? He would have said, he says, I haven't heard it. Since I was a child, I heard that name. I was like, he's fucking Obi Wan all of a sudden. Um, but uh, I think he would have said, like, this is a common thing. This is a common thing in this culture. In this culture, but he doesn't. Um, he doesn't, and so it, it's strange. And like, you and can, then, and then once she hears it, she immediately buys into it. Right. Which is a thing that I didn't buy. Right. I was like, if I had not grown up in the culture, right? Right. And I hear this thing, right? Uh-huh. If Patricia Alvarez, if the, the other mother had said to me, it's La Llorona, I would I would have been like, what the fuck is La Llorona? Yeah, what are you talking and about? And then I would have been like, okay, calm, calm down. Calm down, right? lady. <laughs> but she doesn't. But she, if you had grown up in it, you would have been like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or it's like, I understand yeah. where your fear is coming, coming from, from, but this is not real or, yes. or whatever. Yes, yes, absolutely. Exactly. I, you're right. It would have been interesting to see what that, on so many levels, what what cutting yourself off from, from the culture yeah. means, what it means, what it means to, uh, again, not, not to take like a super feminist bent on it, but like why she is cursed right right what, what was done to this woman and you have you have it's so set up right i mean mm-hmm. you have the old story the woman loses her husband in a in a different way right right in a sort of aggressive he's cheating on you way yeah kills the kids you now have our main woman linda cardellini who is alone who is left her husband is dead, right. but is now a single mother, is now str- clearly right. struggling. That That's right. all set up, and, that's why I and mean, it goes like, nowhere. I wish it had been a thing where it's like, it's set up for you. She doesn't have time for the kids. She's right. trying to keep her job. What is she has to. And she has to. Right. This is what she does. That This is what a, what you do for your children right. as a mother. Uh-huh. In, in that dilemma... If La Llorona had come in as a substitute mother and the battle between Linda Cardellini and And this legend that seems benevolent or might seem benevolent or can trick you into thinking thinking that... And then turns. Well, we just wrote a better movie. Sorry. Sorry, Michael Chavez. That would have been much more interesting, right? And to actually hear La Llorona weep. Yeah. I just feel like it's, it's... a sad, a sad ghost. Like yeah, man. A ghost that does a thing because they're sad and confused or angry. Yeah. Is more interesting to me than a ghost that is evil. Right. For no reason. For no reason well, at all. It, especially when that's, if that's the central story. Because I think like what works in The Conjuring is actually whoever the demon it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the story is about like we are invested in the family also James Wan is like sort of masterful at scaring you right 
But here, but that's the thing. It's like demons and ghosts are two different. Two different things. They're two different things. They Michael. are, but they yeah. are right. And it's like a demon is not human. Right. A demon has never been never human. been human. A demon has never walked the earth as a human. Right. And so their motives are different than a disembodied soul. So right. Right. The, the La Llorona is not a demon. demon. La Llorona a, was a human. Yeah. And who, so there is a melancholy there's there. There's a melancholy there. And I mean, it was fucking weird. And maybe this is just like stupid, like little shit like this jumps out at me. I'm like, okay, so she spends an inordinate, or not, maybe it wasn't inordinate, a moment with like her husband's St. Michael pendant. Right. right? Yeah. That never comes up again. Never comes up again. That never comes up again. And then... And the Archangel Michael is like part of the exorcist huge. ritual, Right. right. Um, yeah, because he, like, fucking led right. the army and shit. Whatever. Right. Then uh, there's a whole thing with La Llorona's necklace. That, that oh, goes, my God, That goes dude. nowhere. Oh. So, in the prologue, we see the husband, the husband of La Llorona, the woman who was La Llorona. Yeah. Did she... Did, or did the kid give did it to the kid, her? The Maybe kids, the kid gave it to her. I don't know. The kid yeah. gives his mom a necklace and she yeah. wears it, whatever. And then somehow... This is another thing. Linda Cardellini is struggling with La Llorona and right. she's able to, to pull the necklace off. So is she a ghost or is or she a corporeal being? This is my biggest thing. I don't understand. So then the kid gets a hold of the necklace, uh -huh. right? And in the final climactic moment, uh -huh. um, shows the necklace to La Llorona and, and suddenly... For, for a moment, she becomes herself she again. She becomes herself again, but then sees herself in a mirror and, and it's all rawr, rawr. Yeah, but again, the necklace. What? What was that? I don't know, man. It and wasn't even. Oh, and the other thing that really bugged me is that out of nowhere, like it seems to me, I didn't get the feeling that Linda Cardellini and the priest had known each other for a long time. I, I felt like they had just met that day. I thought they had just met I, that day. Right. That's yeah. the feeling I got. Like and she had seen him. Right. And suddenly, he is gifting a rosary. Yeah. To her. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, y'all, rosaries are like personal things. Yeah, like, man, that, that made no sense. That That is, you no, you don't just give somebody no. a rosary. No, that like, made that made no, that made no, no like, sense. No, like, rosaries are handed, handed down. down man. Rosaries are bought especially for a baby. Like, yeah. you, you don't given just... Given to you at communion. Given to you at communion. Yeah, first communion. You I mean. know, you even when, when you get married, they buy you a special rosary yeah, man. For, for as a couple. Like... That's not a thing that... No, he's not just doling that shit out. No. Gift and, shopping it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come and on, man. And suddenly he just pulls out a rosary from his pocket and yeah. he goes, this will protect you, what? without even telling her what, what the, the rosary is. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know how to fucking pray a rosary. Right. Or does she? Or does we she? Don't we don't know, know what she is. We yeah. don't know. Um... We're just, yeah, it's just base again. It's Catholics so, have rules, yeah, man. It's so many just basic storytelling fails, af like one storytelling failure after another, yeah. and it just piles up. And I mean, God, I feel like almost every time we go see a new movie, we end yeah. up disappointed. Um, not I mean, all the time, but, not all but the a time. lot of the time. I mean, and it's like, and today. It took a long time, but those tater tots were good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was. I liked seeing an early movie. I just I, for for a series or universe or whatever we call it that starts starts with a movie that I do think is really strong. Yeah. To see each one sort just of just be terrible. Yeah, you and know? we saw a preview for the new Annabelle. Right. That's like we saw the whole movie in the preview. Yeah, and they bring the Warrens back. So, do, like, do you think that the Conjuring universe has taken a cue from the superhero universe? Yeah. Which is that now everything has to be a franchise and part of like I one thing, just so that people can keep making money and. People can come see characters that they I know think and so, trust. Because they know what they're getting into. I mean, or whatever. I, yeah, I think uh, the problem is though, they're, they're not. There are not enough interesting stories in the Conjuring. No. Just I mean, and I will argue. I mean, I will argue that Marvel has overdone it. I mean, I, I sure. And I'm a big fan of superhero movies and I the Avengers and all that. But I it, to me, it's also at the point of like. Are you what? What are we doing? Are we done yet? Like, yeah, yeah. Are we done yet? And this this was so barely like this was so shoehorned in. Yeah. To 
the the conjuring universe that we have taken a secondary character from Annabelle. Right. With a bullshit one-off mention. Right. And that's how we're connected. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why not just make a standalone La right. Llorona movie? Right. Um, I just, I don't understand the need for that. Right. Um, but yeah, money. Yeah. I mean, it's money. You want, you want, you want a good, you want a good, scary, haunting movie about motherhood. Go watch The Others. Yeah. Go watch The Orphanage. Go watch The Haunting of Julia. Go watch... What? Uh, yeah. Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. Baby. I mean, a lot yeah. of the movies we talked about last time, because yeah. we talked about those two motherhood movies. Um, I would also say, you know, there are, again, here we are, there are better haunting movies. There are, be- they're, yeah, they're just way better movies. Yeah. Um, and this is a little disappointing. Uh, on Also because I, it, it was... To me, it was a good sign, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but it, to me, it was a good sign that it, they thought, "Hey, this is this is a very specific folktale to mm-hmm. Mexicans and Mexican Americans. We believe it's time that we can make that movie, that we can make money from that movie." Right. Which to me is a good sign. Yeah, that's a great sign. And I just wish it had been a better yeah, offering. Yeah, I wish it had been a better offering too. You know? I wish it had not just been like schlock. Like yeah. not just kind of like, let's put all the things that make a scary movie into a movie and then let's just slap La Llorona on top of it. Right. And make her. And and yeah. And make her a thing that she's not in the legend. Yeah. And like, d- Yeah. Like you said, the, the 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 parts of it, the real life stuff's more interesting. You don't have to shy... You don't have to go that far away from it to make it interesting. Right. Um, so oh, there we are. There we are. There we are. I, I you know, I, nev- I, I don't like to say don't go see a movie. You should go see a movie if you want to. But I would not spend regular no, no, prices. No, no, no. Don't, don't just, spend it, money on this movie. No. Wait till it's on Prime because it is going to be streamable for free, y'all. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. And even then... Even then, go, go watch The Orphanage. Yeah, Go watch seriously. Veronica. Go watch Veronica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are a million other movies. Yeah. Um, I think I think one movie that we are excited about is a Jim Jarmusch movie that's coming out. Yes. The Dead, the Don't, Dead Don't Die. And this is the movie that we've decided we're going to go watch with our friend... Bob McVeigh. Bob McVeigh. Who, who won the thing. Who won the thing um, Kitchen Dog. This is, and this is interesting because I myself have said out loud on this show that I am done with zombie movies. Right. And then I saw this preview and I am excited about this zombie yeah, movie. Yeah, I am too because I, I'm not really a zombie... Uh, genre just feel like it's fan. been played out right I do too and I I, yeah, I just I don't think they're particularly interesting uh, but anyway this one does look good and I think it's I think it's because th- and this brought up another question to me on our way when we were when I was driving back to the house is that when I think about horror movies the ones that I really 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 love and this is going to sound terrible that that a lot of them are not necessarily made by horror movie directors. Yeah. A lot of them are made by just... Really good directors. Really good directors. And Jim Jarmusch is a and really Jim good Jarmusch director. And Jim Jarmusch is a really good director. Which then, do you agree with that? Yeah. It, it's more important to know how to tell a story. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I love The Shining. The or, Shining. You know. And, you know, it's like Stanley Kubrick and Roman Polanski and now Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Simon Pegg, who makes all kinds of movies. Right. And I know? think along the lines of of Shaun of the Dead, which is, right. I love, my, mm-hmm. probably my favorite zombie movie at this point, th- this seems really funny. Yeah. I mean, Tilda Swinton looks amazing and Tilda insane. Tilda Swinton is in it. Chloe Sevigny. Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. What's his Adam Kylo Driver. Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is in it. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop plays a zombie. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, so I think it looks yeah, fun. It and looks Bob good. really likes zombie movies, so that'll be fun. And yeah. I think we'll have a good time. But before we get to that, because yes. that comes out the 14th, next week is our... Our one-year anniversary. Oh, my God. We've been around for a been year? Been around for a year. We did it. Wow. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't know we were going to... I didn't either. I didn't know we were going <laughs> to last. And this has turned out to be like the highlight yeah. of, of my life. So uh, next next week is next our, week is our is one year. Next one-year anniversary. I think... Do we want to revisit our Catholic roots? I think we should, we kind of do it anyway. Anyway, anyway. but we, I think we we started yeah. with the omen. We, we should with the omen. we should do something like that. I think that we should you know do an episode where we talk about how the devil made me do it. I th- I agree. The so devil we, made me do. We started it. with the Antichrist. A year later, we get to the devil. Yeah. Um. Also, 
for Parker Gray and Drew Wall, we will work on getting more merch. They're so pissed. I'm sure they're not really that pissed, but they really want Shining Twins shirts. Okay. And we did promise and they did win the we'll, vote. Yeah, so we'll, we will we'll, work on we'll that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure you it out. Cafe, Cafe Press turned out to be a bastard. Yeah, anyway, so we're going to figure it out. Press. Figure out a different option. Um, don't pay $18. For tacos. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere in the anywhere. world. I don't care. I don't in Mexico don't no. pay eighteen dollars no, 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 for tacos. No. Nowhere in the world. Uh, and don't go see the Curse of Lyon. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say. That's it. We'll talk to you see next, you next week. week. All right.